How long do you do you think this is gonna stay like this? Um, well, two thousand twenty-one and a half. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Like shit is not gonna be fine again until they find a vaccine. So, if you're a listener of Age of Parts and are working on a vaccine, we like we're rooting for you. Like, yeah, great job. Keep up the good work. Hey, maybe try. uh, What's everyone's? uh, What does everyone think the vaccine is? (laughs) Just like Um, give throw some ideas out. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, CBD and. I feel uh, like there's some pulverized keto. animal bones in it. Some sort of pulverized animal bones. Like, you know, OG medicine where they just were like, hmm, what if we like take parts of animals because that sounds kind of metal and maybe it's true. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like uh, that's how they made hot dogs. That's why uh, that's the um, medicinal benefit of hot dogs. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> A good marrow. Not to talk about uh, Game of Thrones on this podcast too, but... Uh, one of the dumbest things that happened in the show like towards the late seasons was when the character who was affected by a disease that was up to that point like uncurable in the fantasy world where it takes place right. uh, went to a, one of the other characters who was basically training to be a doctor and so it's it's like the kind of disease where you have like your skin like turns to stone yeah that one yeah, yeah like, one of those like diseases the, yeah and the way he he did something that no one has ever tried before, and it's just cutting it off of your skin with a knife, and it worked. <laughs> I mean, that's smart. That's just smart thinking. It's literally what an animal would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sometimes our instinct, our like animal awareness, is is maybe more informed than our Western medicine could ever be. Yeah. So if if no doctor has ever tried just taking off the coronavirus. <laughs> Cut out the lungs, you idiots. Yeah, easy. <laughs> oh, no. Throat, lungs, the whole shebang, just out. <laughs> how how cool would it be to not need to have lungs? Oh, so cool. I mean, you would have to have a replacement like gills or, I don't know, fo- photosynthesis, something like that. You have to replace mm. it with something. So I mean... Photosynthesis, I think, is a cool replacement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Welcome to the Age of Pods. This is the your favorite Sufjan Stevens podcast. Top a, five, at least. By a long shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a question. Uh, my name is Janos. My name is Jan. My Chen. name is Jan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, almost we oh. almost knew what was oh. going to happen. <laughs> That's the beauty of skyping on podcasts. Ah, uh, love it. Yeah. This is like the 14th episode, so at this point we should... You think we'll one of these days we'll be good at it? One of these, one days. Of these days. But I, like really... <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm doing like a one, or at least I did before the Rona, I did it like an in, in-person podcast. And I do think it's like, that's easy mode for podcasting because you can just, mm. you can just like, like vibe off each other's energies and stuff. And like the yes ending is like much more natural than when you have to like fucking listen into the void. But here we are. Yeah, this is in many ways, this is the dark souls of podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's true because we have restarted podcast ideas so many times. Yeah. yeah, and also in that it's like full of goofs and um, uh huh, yeah. and the world is ending. The world is ending. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm, and it's about Sophia and I'm Stevens. sure there's some like gay and Christian shit in Dark Souls. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We are talking about 
Illinois, still. Illinois, we're still here. Uh, this is a long album. Is this his longest album? Uh, for for number of tracks, definitely. I'm not sure if uh, Age of Ads isn't longer because uh, Impossible Soul is fucking 25 minutes long. That's right. Well, and there's also, like, I mean, I guess if you count the bonus tracks that are on uh, the Apple Music version, and I think the Bandcamp version, too, might be on all the versions, um, might be longest. Oh, well, and if you don't count the Christmas albums. Yeah, of course. Obviously. The Christmas albums were, like, recorded over, like, five years, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Age of Ads is one hour and 15 minutes, and um, Illinois is one hour 14 minutes. Damn. Cutting it close. Yeah, when we get to, I don't know how we're gonna talk about Impossible Soul, Ugh. 125 minutes song. It's a long life. Better piss yourself. <laughs> get your piss together. Put it in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do that? Okay. Oh man. <laughs> so today. This is just quarantine brain. <laughs> uh. Did we talk about to the workers of the Rock River Valley region? I have an idea concerning your predicament last week. No, I think I, we oh, should talk think, about to the workers of the Rock River v- region. I have an idea concerning your predicament now. And it involves an inner tube, bath nets, and 21 able-bodied men. Just the full title. Um, How does that 21 able-bodied men? How many able-bodied men does it take to exchange a light bulb? <laughs> 21? <laughs> That's right. One. Um, okay, so what? One to fix the light bulb. Uh huh. Twelve to start a religion, and eight okay. uh, uh, to um rise up. To, to, to rise and grind. Um, seven twenty-four three hundred sixty-two and counting. Oh, is there another day off? Uh, yeah, we added an extra day of uh, rest and reflection. Yeah, yeah, that's fair in these difficult times. Mm-hmm. I haven't even because I'm listening to these in chunks, right? Like I, ha- I have listened to the entire album like recently, but like three episodes ago at this point, and I haven't re-listened to this one because I forgot that this exists. So what's this? What's this like? Uh, it's it's another instrumental. It's one of the better instrumental sort of moments on the album. Uh, like you have these sort of uh rolling uh piano chords, and then the horns come in over it, and it's very sort of forlorn. Um, and uh, I think that's this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening to it now. It's good. I remember it. It's a nice little moment. Uh, yeah, it's like a calm chill out. Yeah, acts as a nice buffer Tune. between the very emotional Casimir Pulaski day and the very uh banging. Man of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always forget about these because, uh, like, if you listen on Spotify, there's not going to be, like, breaks between the songs. So it just sounds like it's the instrumental yeah, at the end true. of the song. Uh, I guess he was just separating them because he had, like, a funny title idea. Yeah, and to sort of uh, introduce more Illinois uh, things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the famous 21 able-bodied man of Illinois. Yeah, they roam around uh, doing people's lawns and, uh, and housework. Mm, famously. Uh, but the next real song is, as we already mentioned, The Man of Metropolis Steals Our Hearts. I have pronounced Metropolis very weirdly right now. I, this was not my intention. Metropolis. 
What if it was Metro Police, like the cops? Oh, I wouldn't like the song then, because then it would be <laughs> a pro-cop song. <laughs> what if it was the men of Metro Police steal uh, our bad and bastards? I don't what if it was the men of Metro Polycule? Steal, okay. steal yeah, hearts, we, yeah. because that's what they do, and they just like absorb you into their polycule. Yeah. Oh, it's not the. Like the that's happened to you. Yeah, it's not the men. It's the man. I'm sorry. Like it's the one man that starts a polycule. The one man that has the polycule. <laughs> yeah. The okay. one man polycule. <laughs> that could be like such a great like boasting boasting rhyme of a rapper, like let's say Eminem, like I'm the one man polycule, <laughs> yeah. something like that. That's good, yeah, right? That could be good if you were someone with uh with dissociative identity disorder, and you you okay. love yourself, you love yourself. Sure. Uh, so the genius the description of... of this song yeah. is just uh, Sufjan reflects on Superman. That's it. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole description. I mean that. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean that's kind of what this song is. It's Sufjan reflecting on Superman. Is it maybe about Jesus yet again? Yeah, that was my hot take. Okay, well, not hot take. It's a very, it's a very lukewarm take, but it's about Superman, but also about Jesus. Yeah, because but who could about, resist? But also about gay. But also about gay. Hmm. Weird mixture you got there, Sufjan Stevens. Maybe want to build a career on it. I don't know. You can make a you can make an entire following out of this. Yeah, because um, when I hear "Man of Steel," um, when I picture, is, what do you is picture? this one one scene from The Simpsons where they I don't know I don't know which episode or anything, but at one point they're like in a, in this like steel workshop factory, and all these men are like ripped and very gay. Uh, that's right. Mm, you remember that, Jen? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and this when is when I when I think of men like of party. steel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It becomes like a rave. Oh yeah, that's death, right. Bro. So, and given I I think Sufia missed out on an opportunity in the title here because it's the man of Metropolis steals our hearts, but he could have spelled it like S T E E L. <laughs> that's what I thought the title was for a long time. If I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> because it makes sense yeah and it's very clever and funny uh, Metropolis is apparently an actual like place in Illinois which you just found out are you sure it's called yeah it's Metropolis comma Illinois on Wikipedia I thought there was oh, yeah, the there's fictitious a, there's a real Superman there too <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> that's the is that what is that that alien that all the Superman uh, franchise is based on <laughs> I think it's no, that well, alien just... yeah it's that Superman it's super space man uh, because of trade right trademark uh, issues legally distinct. Mm, yeah, this might be a hot take. I am so I I could go the rest of my life without hearing another story about Superman, and I would that would be wonderful. Uh huh. I don't. Here's the thing about comics, right? Like, yeah, I feel like Superman's been around so long that they have to keep being like, oh, what if Superman was evil what if superman was a dog what if superman uh, uh had uh, marital problems and it's mm -hmm. like you can write another character <laughs> yeah there are more characters to tell stories uh, about. yeah it's it's legacy characters right it's 
I am more bothered by the Batman uh, yeah. being still around because he has worse fans. So easily. But like, who yeah. is who is a fan of Superman? I mean, he's like the blandest. Uh, he's the blandest superhero, right? Not really. No? He's he's a, he's the blandest superhero in a lot of uh, bad writers' comics. But like, there's um, Grant Morrison's uh, All Star Superman is a pretty good. Like, it's that's a really good comic. But that's also like. That's supposed to be like the both like a reinvention of Superman and also like the the text to like end all Superman comics, I think. Mm. So I feel like, yeah, after that, there's not that much point in uh, still exploring this character. I'm thinking about it right. I think I feel this way about all superheroes. I don't think. Oh, we definitely. Need no. To... Yeah. Um... Yeah, we can just fucking stop with superheroes. Yeah. And, and I honestly right, like... like I have seen two of the Batman movies and none of the Marvel movies. And at no point when it was like brought up in conversation or as a reference anywhere, did I think, huh, bummer that I didn't watch it. Like never. Like I, I feel mm. like I have not missed out one bit. Oh, I envy you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I would love yeah. to. Oh, God. I have seen a lot of them and I, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I've seen about half the Marvel movies. I I remember watching Age of Ultron and saying, "Hang on a minute, this is fucking stupid. Why am I? <laughs> what am I doing here?" On? And it made me enjoy the other movies less because uh-huh. I realized, mm. uh, well, I mean, Joss Whedon specifically is a hack. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That's so interesting. Like how we congregate around these sort of shared uh, figures. I mean, I guess people talk about comparing superheroes to Greek legends and mm. Greek myth, and that's I think kind of accurate. How we uh, we all have a shared idea of them because they've been written by so many different people. Yeah. Um. To the point where they're not even really uh, characters on their own anymore. They're yeah. So interwoven that's kind into of, the zeitgeist. That's also like kind of what's great about All Star Superman, like the Grand Morrison Superman comic, because you know there's a there's been a lot of like uh, comics writers or like Zack Snyder's who wanted to were like, <laughs> what if there was like, um, what if we reinvented Superman or what if we like made him edgy or what if. <laughs> What if it was actually really fucked up with Superman? <laughs> let's let's make a. But that's you know. uh, that's Watchmen by Alan Moore, no? That's that that, yeah, that exactly. I actually like, read. That's the thing. Like that's the one uh, uh, graphic novel that I've read in my life. <laughs> that's that's kind of the, the reason. Like Watchmen and uh, the Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Right. Like those comics are like they revived the comics industry at that point and comics as a quote-unquote art form but they also ruined comics forever interesting because since then everyone is like one they're held at such a high pedestal to this day and they're not that great right uh and they have like a lot of bad things also add ellen moore's uh killing joke batman the killing joke to that pile uh in which um in which joker shoots Barbara Gordon and cripples her and uh you know for Batman's character development so that's that great thing uh, but like after that everyone is gonna like has tried to make comics as edgy 
as possible and it kind of ruined it i think or on the other hand did what marvel movies did where it's just quips just which quips. also gets real odd like like at the point that i saw joss whedon's the avengers i thought that that was like the most fun movie in the world because i haven't seen buffy at that point or firefly like i didn't know at that point that every single thing every single piece of dialogue joss whedon writes is exactly the same <laughs> it really is it's this it's the same character uh yeah but that my point was like that's the good thing about uh grand morrison's all-star superman that he just he wrote superman like just from the standpoint of what it what it actually is like to have like a living myth uh mm-hmm. walking amongst people like what if it was actually just like a just like a super good dude and then there's and there's like parts in that comic where he's like as clark kent like not even in his Superman costume, and he uh, he just sees that there's a boy who is uh, about to get like hit by a car, so he just rushes in and saves him. Like even though he was actually like on 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 his way to his day job, so it's like the point is, what if he was like just a good guy who is who just tries to do his best all the time? There's also a really great scene where he just uh, confronts uh, not conf- confronts what's the what's the word uh, consoles a kid who is about to commit suicide and like actually saves him just by talking to him uh, so that's a good comic and i think that's kind of a similar take sufyan has in this song if we want to circle right. back to here because yeah i guess that it's you know um uh that it inspires people to be good i mean i guess in that same way that jesus does right like being a myth of just a good guy that we should yeah try to emulate in our everyday life Mm, I don't know. I've over Easter. I have like uh, I have subscribed to every uh, every radio play outlet that exists in Germany, and one of them <laughs> uh, published a uh, um, a radio play based on this book, the um, the Testament of Jesus Christ, like the Evangelium des Jesus Christus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that. I've never. I've not. I didn't know it either, and I and I and I. Um, listened to it and it was very interesting it was a like i I didn't have like a take that i liked specifically but it like it like you had like god and satan and jesus like as these as these people who were like having conversations and dialogue with each other and it reminded me like of some of the 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 stories in the bible like some of the parables and I, i don't think like you could say is that really is that what jesus is is like a positive is it like a positive role model figure figure that you're like following in being lawful good is is jesus lawful good if we break it down uh, that way no because like jesus's whole point is like not to get theological but like his whole point is that if the laws are bad you're not supposed to follow them yeah right i don't know if that's lawful good or not i could have an yeah, entire i, I, I think it's more like radical about... radical good or something <laughs> about lawful good and what that old thing um yeah i'm think... honestly not a not a fan of like classical or of like classic dnd uh alignments because i think it's super reductive and doesn't really make sense yeah and it's like oh lawful is when you stick to like your own laws and it's like okay so then it's right like what's the ide- kind of ideology behind that right well that, right and then so it's like okay so chaotic good is it's not uh is just being super inconsistent like that doesn't seem accurate to (laughs) how sort of the the concept of chaotic good actually is but i think 
like yeah in the context i mean in the context of the song like absolutely um jesus kind of is a a role model right like i mean a lot of people talk about you know, oh be more christ-like yeah mm, and yeah yeah that to me is sort that's of also like point. not to keep talking about the zack snyder superman but that's also like what's so why that film or those <laughs> films don't work because oh he tries to constantly like actually use visual christ metaphors but at the same time his superman is not a good guy oh <laughs> like the stigmata i forgot about the stigmata in man of steel oh no what i don't I don't know if it's proper stigmata, but there's a lot of, like, yeah, visual metaphors of, uh, d uh, like, he's floating away at one point, he's got his arms, like, out to the side. He's T-posing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You can also think of maybe, like, uh, the Fortress of Solitude, uh, in that movie, and, like, talking to his dad, that's sort of, like, the 40 days in the wilderness, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he Zack Snyder is really attracted to like making visual Christ metaphors, but doesn't actually think it through what uh, or how that should also be reflected in the characters' actions and narratives. Like besides the like, he's good at visuals, but he's not good at connecting those visuals to meanings properly. Yeah, there's no yeah outside of just like a service level good doer who's like got some chosen one energy. Yeah chosen vibes um yeah to me the part where i was like oh is this about jesus is the part where he's like raise the dead like that he goes that's on and on like, about that doesn't he yeah <laughs> and that's to me like more of a jesus thing than a clark Kent superman thing yeah pretty much i bet superman could raise the dead <laughs> yeah tried oh boy hey remember in uh what was it justice league where Superman literally does come back from the dead. Yeah. Oh, I know he was evil. That movie sucked. I watched that movie on a shitty first date. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, that's that's also like a comics thing. Like, he also dies and comes back in the comics. Uh, but yeah, that movie just throws together like five different things that happens in different happen in different comics so it's also like not really you know i think i think he dies like at the end of uh batman v superman right so everyone's like oh no superman is now dead except everybody knows that superman is gonna be in justice league but when they did yeah. like the promo <laughs> for justice league they didn't put superman on the posters to keep people in suspense <laughs> as if as if anyone would watch a justice league movie that didn't like that would right like it's like making an avengers movie without captain america like why would like that's the main guy yeah of the use I mean, it's league. it's even worse in dc like in because uh like the avengers and the justice league function a little bit differently in a way that the avengers is always like a group of like a few people but it like changes constantly whereas justice league can be a lot more people but it always has like these core people that is batman superman and wonder woman like they're always part of it so yeah it's also like when in when in james bond when they were trying to keep it hidden that christoph waltz is gonna play blofeld and they gave him like a different name but like which who's which bald guy who is dressed like that in a james bond movie like okay who can he be bald man 
an entirely new villain. Yeah. Uh, if we talk about nerd shit any longer, I'm going to vomit. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, so uh, what's what's like what's the most striking uh, in this song is the 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 hot uh, and spicy guitar riff, which goes. One two three go, and that's. That's as much hard so rock as I can take, but I love it. This is like <laughs> badass. That's fucking badass, my guys. This is like, yeah, this is like a a, a great happy like pop rock anthem for for Superman, gay Jesus, and yeah. like you don't have to you don't have to like differentiate these like figures in your head. You can be like, you can like they can take their dominance any way like you would like to hear it and. I love like the dynamics of it that they, they that we have like these very like whispery Sufiani um, voices and then like the 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 riff starts again. It's just like it's a fucking great time. It's so much fun. That's the that's the operative word, and it yeah really adds a lot of energy to yeah uh, the the second half of the album. Yeah, yeah, it's like really like gives you a kick to like keep listening. Yeah, it was definitely like on my first listen. This was definitely like one of my uh, standout songs where I was like, "Ooh," because like up to that point, it was all like mm, nice, like uh, lots of in- lots of like classical instruments, you know, trumpets and like choirs and uh, like yeah, <laughs> orchestral arrangements, pop, you know, yeah, yeah, arrangements. There we are again with the broke pop. The uh, hey, if it ain't broke, broke don't pop, pop it. I would just like to like implement this uh, even more like the burlesque of no shit what was it <laughs> uh, broke pop the burlesque of pop can we go burlesque of indie music burlesque of indie music I guess it's, it's not it's not an unfair assessment but I think like in the realm that is baroque pop Sufjan is like the the peak of it or the creme de la creme He's no. the king of Baroque pop, and Andrew Bird is the uh, evil Grand Vizier who's uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> plotting to take his place. <laughs> the fun thing about Andrew Bird is, I guess, another small tangent. But the funny thing about Andrew Bird is to me that a lot of parts about, like a lot of aspects of his entire aesthetic, should be super appealing to me, judged on like other music I enjoy. Right, but I just like fall asleep. Like not in a good way. Every time I hear a song by him, uh, I I haven't listened to that much Andrew Bird, but I like his uh, like a song "Measuring Cups." That's a pretty good sort of uh, ADHD uh, anthem. I don't know. Huh. I should check that out. It's a it's a good track. All right. Speaking like of good the, tracks, I like the things where he uh, he he did a few songs with like on youtube or like on concert probably also with uh fiona apple and i liked those because they were fiona apple songs and his violin playing added to it and his whistling i just i just can't get into his own stuff oh yeah he's a whistle boy that's right he's good at whistling <laughs> he's that's, a whistle you gotta hand it to him he's uh he's a top tier whistler <laughs> good work if you can get it <laughs> Uh, are we ready to move uh, on to Prairie Fire That Wanders About? Prairie Fire That Wanders About. Mm-hmm. This, this is an Prairie Fire is like, hey, I'm wandering here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and what if it was prayer e fire? Okay. Like it's 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 uh it's a fire that's like, dear Lord, thank you for this day. So what the fuck is this song? Uh, it's kind of an interlude, but with lyrics, a lyrical interlude, if you will. Yeah, that's um, what it feels like. Just again, another avenue to just cram more uh Illinois tropes into into the album, but uh, not an unwelcome one. No. I think it's a banger. It's an it's a nice little interlude uh, banger. Yeah, like America. That's it's tight. Love that. Oh yeah, it's got a nice. I love the rhythm to it, and it is just a big rollicking fun time. It's like in because because yeah, I think I think the song works because the album is such a tight concept. Uh, so it feels like you know, uh, fucking the naming of cats in the cat soundtrack. That it's, <laughs> it's a song that's that you're. There's, a, there's a cultural reference that uh, it's just gonna, like, or like right, just uh, fucking Matrix dodge that shit. <laughs> I'm trying to find like equivalent songs on the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack there's like a one minute song just called Magical Lasso which is I think only has like one verse or something like just to you know the songs in a in a musical that that or like in a, uh, a concept album that are just there to move uh, move along the plot yeah that like makes sense. give a reference that's more of this genre I guess on like the Decemberist Hazard of Love there's like a lot of those where that are just like Hazards of Love Part 3 or something that is basically there to like keep along the story. And I think I think this is kind of what what this feels like. Like it's just yeah. uh, he sings They're references. Like, uh, uh, they Might Be Giants will do that. I've been listening to a lot of yeah, They Might yeah. Be Giants, by the way. Yeah, well, they just have like a little idea of like just like a minute or so. And they'll just kind of play it out and it, it keeps things fresh, keeps the energy up. I think yeah like uh, hey uh, uh, people minim- um, minimum wage on like flag. just a question like when are they yeah. gonna figure out if they will be giants or not like come on <laughs> huh how long could that take that like investigation maybe hurry up the investigation a little bit over there the Trump administration is uh has been blocking that investigation for years now <laughs> and when are we gonna talk about it it's in the what's his name Cummy what was his James Comey report <laughs> James Cummy <laughs> what was his name no the former FBI guy yeah that's called no, the yeah. Mueller report right uh yeah the Mueller report James Comey is a different guy both of them suck but <laughs> what's yeah. his name? well Comey. I mean yeah James Comey okay well. I'm not crazy <laughs> James Comey yeah um yeah, we've got some great references to the Cubs, uh, Santa Claus, mm-hmm. classic, and, uh, classic Illinois, the, the Opera House, classic Illinois uh, trope of Santa Claus. <laughs> Emma Abbott, the opera singer. Mm. You know, yeah, everybody sure. knows. Sure. Everybody knows Emma Abbott. Yeah. What is Peoria? Oh, it's uh, just a city in Illinois. Okay, I thought it was gonna. It's some like other like super obscure reference but it's just it's just a town in illinois yeah according to genius it uh shares its initial chord structure with the uh with the black hawk war blah 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 long title um who gives a shit (laughs) you're right (laughs) no you're right um yeah uh quick word about conjunction of drones 
uh, which oh, is that, that the next one? one? <laughs> yeah, that one more than any of them, I feel like really blends into uh, Prairie Fire. Yeah, the I do, <laughs> I do just want to bring attention to the full title, which is a conjunction of drones simulating the way in which Sufjan Stevens has an existential crisis in the Great Godfrey Maze. <laughs> That's relatable. <laughs> Have you ever are corn are corn mazes a thing in Germany in Europe? Uh, I don't I've know heard if they of are, them. but I think I've maybe, been in mazes. Yeah, yeah, I've been in mazes, but they're like I would say like OG mazes over here are made of like you know garden material. It's like not corn. It's like <laughs> what's the word, Janos? An hecke. Hedges. Hedges. There we go. Garden. Okay. <laughs> garden. garden. You know. Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Big old leaf blocks. I gotcha. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like green, okay. green blocks. Yeah, yeah. Hedge maze you know, are like more um, yeah. relatable to me, or like to the gamers out there in uh in the I think twenty fourteen ish puzzle game The Witness. There's like a, there's like an area where you have maze puzzles. There's also the maze puzzle in the film The Witness, starring Harrison Ford, huh. where he goes to an Amish. Uh, farm and solves a crime that's good to know i have i did not know about that film maybe that's what inspired uh jonathan blow to create the witness i i just you... like to state i don't like jonathan blow like don't don't twist my words around me but the game is good <laughs> hey I've, I've come up with a nice segue you want to check it out okay. yeah, let's, yeah. Let's what inspired it. homosexuality on the other hand was the predatory <laughs> wasp of the palisades is out to get us Okay. I can't believe that the predatory loss of the Phallisades is out to get us by Sufjan Stevens invented being gay. Thanks, Sufjan. Yes, Sufjan in- invented uh, homosexual love. Uh, this is a great song. This is yeah. like top five yeah. for me. Yeah, easy. absolutely. Um, and like, when I think about this song, I uh, I have a lot of memories with this song in high school. Uh sort of coming out and uh, connecting to it as a young queer person, um, like connecting to it with partners. Um, right. So yeah. it's really, it really captures this sort of ephemeral, um, like beauty and magic of, uh, with with love, I guess mystery of love, you could call it. Uh, uh-huh. I get that reference. Yeah. The, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. It's just really beautiful and uh it's just really beautiful songwriting on display and i love this fucking song it's so good really good not to bring up the austin city limits performance again but he tells uh before he plays this one he said he tells a really long and weird that's very yeah that's like (laughs) yeah he's like trying to like distract everybody before he's coming out or something it's really it's weird video i don't know he like talks about like being friends with this kid and they're like uh then they're like getting lost and uh find something that is like a spaceship or a ufo and it looks like a big wasp and he tells he tells all of this like this is a this is a true story like he he insists that he uh he saw saw a wasp like the size of a spaceship yeah, but also he's like, I don't know, his, you know what I mean? He's like, he's, he's weird in the, in the way he tells that <laughs> weird story. guy. Episode, like, what is this, 14? <laughs> We've come to the conclusion, Sufjan Stevens, a bit weird. Yeah. Bit of a weirdo. 
A bit of a weird guy. No, it's like he's talking. Okay, this is maybe something. He's talking the way you would maybe confess your love to your same-sex friend. Like, yeah, that's the way he talks. But he's like talking <laughs> about this dumb UFO. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Or, um, yeah, there was another performance where he was talking about how one time uh, this kid ate too much food and the food started coming out of his stomach, mm -hmm. out of his belly button. Mm -hmm. There was wasps coming out of his belly button. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Please listen so to our SNKM episodes to get that. <laughs> If you only started listening no. to this uh, just, episode you know, or something, or just appreciate it as a non sequitur, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. This is like um, I, I was also noticing this has like his best vocal performance also. Oh, easily. Uh, when his when his voice like goes high and like it doesn't. Oh, like, I don't know how to how to describe it. Like it's not like his voice breaks; it just gets like really thin and like I don't know. It's he hits he hits like some really. Uh, yeah, he hits those falsetto notes just right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's like the I don't know the texture of of his singing or whatever. Like I, or the quality of of his voice. Like not the. Not the technical, the technicality of 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 how he hits this, those notes. Just like the specific like quality of how it sounds is like it really gives me goosebumps every time. It's so beautiful and like yeah, it, it just oh ah, love this song. It's really like and the 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 gayness like can't be like there's there is no way to interpret this in a way that like you can't say uh the part where he says we were in love and you know the part with uh oh how i meant to tease him like that's yeah you can't there's interpret no... it in another way it could be about jesus or uh the <laughs> superman or whatever uh yeah but it's also like cool because like like a christian language gives you gives you like a, a vehicle to say like i love you in like this agape kind of you know brotherly love and i think nobody really like i think like the 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 church maybe and the doctrine tries to like like uh make a separation somehow on like the love spectrum like where where does mm. the, the like the brotherly love end and where does the the uh, erotic love or whatever begin um but i think like this that like that christianity already has has this ambiguity helps him in the song like lyrically i think you know and you can yeah it does feel like like this is the like there's it's not like uh i don't know it's not like uh, i've been listening to carsey tedrest recently and like he has a song where he's like literally has the line uh when i came out to my friends i pretended it was a joke and then like later on i don't know if your boyfriends yet so you know that's that's like that part that a super direct way to talk about it and for sufyan this is the the most direct way he talks about it is still like kind of in that area of ambiguity or like you know at that at that area where he also talks about being best friends yeah the, or that sort of um like uh like in feudal devices when he says i think of you as my brother although that's yeah, not, yeah. exactly although that sounds dumb. yeah 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 we're like yeah there's ambiguity and there's sort of there's sort of room for like both interpretations we're like feeling that sort of uh that kinship but also in a romantic way i mean for me um like real real talk for a, for like a minute 
<laughs> like um, All right, 60 seconds on the clock. <laughs> okay here we go so <laughs> as as uh, as boys as you know you are like you are socialized to uh be into girls and you are yeah. uh, socialized to be bros with your bros and there is there is a border with your bros that you are not supposed to cross right and yes, yeah absolutely <laughs> And I I remember like specifically like moments with my bros <laughs> when we were like, hey, you know that border? It's, that's dumb, right? And then then like like we like I like I had a, a an an awakening that was like you could call it like gay or bisexual or whatever, um, but it also like what was like just like concretely just like that we like for ourselves like for me and my friends we figured out like we don't have to be like these annoying no homo assholes we can like be vulnerable with each other we can be like naked with each other we can be like um you know what's the word we can like be comforting each other caressing each other and all that shit and then even further and be like oh we don't even have to um yeah we don't have to like define uh define like what like we love each other yes we love each other like but we don't have to say but not in a gay way you know we we can just like leave it at this like this term of love that we'd like obviously feel and this is something that i i associate personally with the futile devices song and that's real talk <laughs> yeah that's really that's really powerful stuff and i think yeah the ability to just let it uh exist and not necessarily label it as you know as anything because like once you i feel like this goes for a lot of things like once you put a label on something like that then it automatically becomes like not less it kind of becomes like less ephemeral almost yeah. and mm -hmm. uh putting a strict label on it um almost feels like containing it and that uh that can like dull the the beauty and the the mystery of love yeah 100 so what's with the parts of the song where it's like lamb of god hallelujah <laughs> that's that's like he can't help it it's just like fucking when he's overwhelmed it's just like son of son of man raise the dead it's like you can't you can't stop himself <laughs> it does feel like that yeah like when he experiences like intense happy emotions he just hears angel choirs or something Yeah, he just praises God, and that's uh, also beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> what if you, uh, what if you're just making out with your boyfriend, and you go, ah, uh, Moses, <laughs> holy Moses, Noah in the ark, ah, oh. <laughs> uh, prophet Elijah, uh, the the five fish and the two loaves, or whatever. <laughs> Jericho, Sodom, <laughs> and Gomorrah. Uh. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for listening to the Age of Pods. A surprisingly like earnest episode. Like we didn't, we didn't yeah. even goof that much this time. Yeah, we was... had some goofs. We, we talked some... a lot about superheroes, and we're sorry. Yeah, talked sorry about superheroes. That. Talked a lot about our emotions. You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. A little something for everybody. <laughs> That's right. Tune in next time when it's when it says again. And as always, hell yes, spring break 2013. Papa Molly and get jolly in South Beach. New York is a dream to me now. New York is a dream to me now.